What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 68 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Big shouts to everyone listening to Combo's Court across the globe. The continued support has been nothing short of amazing, man. Today's show, Josh Ordonez, social media manager for Empathy Wines at VaynerMedia joins in. Josh has worked with Kickstradamus, LeVar Balls JBA, and is currently working with Gary at Vayner. We had a great conversation and we actually recorded right from Gary's studio at Vayner. We discussed the JBA growing on Instagram, what exactly VaynerMedia is, plus so much more. You could follow Josh on Instagram at Josh Ordonez. That's J-O-S-H-O-R-D-O-N-E-Z. You know you could follow me on Instagram at 12combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button right on your Apple Podcast app. Shout out to the Spotify community as well. We see you. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Josh, man, welcome to Combo Sport. How are you feeling? Dude, I like it. Chopping it up, starting it good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime, man. So yeah, you know, everybody, a lot of people see Gary's content, but you're here, you're in the mix. What What is VaynerMedia like? What is it as a company? We know we don't see everything. We just see more as inspirational type stuff, his content that he's putting out to the world. But yeah. what is what is VaynerMedia? So VaynerMedia is a digital marketing agency. Right. Um, and they kind of specialize in today's day and age of marketing, which is in social media, digital gotcha. marketing, uh, all that. They also do traditional marketing, which is like billboards or like print ads and all that stuff. But yeah, VaynerMedia... Uh, you know, they're like a hundred million dollar a year company. Uh, and that's just like one part of, you know, what Gary's got going on is Vayner, but it is like the like uh, focus for what he does. Right. But yeah, I mean, so Vayner Media is a part of Vayner X. Vayner X is a holding company for Vayner Media. Vayner Talent, which is basically Vayner Media, but for personal brands. And then they also have the Sasha Group, which is basically Vayner Media, but for Smaller companies, uh, like, um, smaller to medium-sized companies. VaynerMedia does like Fortune 500, com- Fortune 100. Companies, yeah, like a top. I hear a lot more about VaynerMedia than the other one you just mentioned. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's like 60k a month to like get work done by VaynerMedia. That's just one thing I've heard. That probably ranges from 100k. Right. Yeah. But so yeah, and then along with VaynerX underneath that, they also have Vayner Speakers, which is like uh, the speaking agency bureau type of thing that like books every uh speaking arrangement that gary has as well as like a few other um entrepreneurs and speakers in the space with another like big ones tom billu you heard of that no he's a um, like co-founder of uh, quest nutrition they're like those like protein bars yeah this is really big business but um and then who else we got under there we got team gary which is pretty much just gary's team dedicated to making content for gary the stuff you see online Right. Uh, and then we have Pure Wow, which is like 
what we got like 137 p.m which is like a pr company and then pure wow which is like female version of that company yeah there's a lot going on here so actually we weren't done with the tour but so there's this floor there's uh we're on 25 there's 26 and there's 24 too which is all kind of under Vayner x got you yeah i'll tell you one thing they got the best coffee i've ever had here and so what's your role here so i'm here for um empathy wines Forgot to mention that. So Empathy Wines is Gary's new direct-to-consumer wine business. Right, I've heard so. I'm here, uh, pretty much doing social media for them. I am distributing the content, creating some of the content, um, and real big heavy on uh, community management. Which, if you know about Gary, um, community management pretty much means like just engaging with everything you can over Twitter, you know, all the social media platforms, and like community management is how Gary like kind of blew up his business in the very early days. so yeah, just pretty much social media managing, empathy wines across all platforms. Yeah, I know you did some work with the JBA. You know, I found that really interesting because I think that LeVar had a great idea. You know, it was a great idea. I don't know if he executed it right. I wasn't in the mix. You know what I mean? What was the rules of JBA? Like, what were, what were the ages of the kids? Like, what kind of kids did they, did they get? High school kids? Did they get college kids? Was there an age limit? Like, can uh, you speak to the way the JBA was run? Yeah, so I believe it was 18 and up. And then Mello was the only exception because he was uh, 16, 17 at, 17 at the Got time. Got you. Yeah. But it's pretty much the gap between high school and college. Right. So, so we had, no, it's like college aged. Right. So instead of going to college or instead of uh, G League, I guess, well, um, they pretty much made this league so you could enter and get paid to be playing right. basketball. And then you could get the attention of the scouts that way. While being paid. Another option away from the NCAA, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. It's pretty much a stand against the NCAA. Because yeah. these kids are making a lot of money for the, the NCAAs. They aren't getting paid anything. They can't get any sponsorship deals. They can't be on commercials and stuff. like. Yeah, I think you know when you're trying to build something, it's better not to be like a stand against something and just try and create what you're doing in a way. I feel like that would have a... Like, maybe they could coexist. Maybe there could be an NCAA, and maybe there could be a young professional well, league. Well, what happened was something went on during that time where the league, one, one, a league outside of the JBA actually was like, you know what, we're actually going to start paying, too. I think it was... Does the NCAA pay right now? No, not no. at all. Not at all. Okay. So, yeah. I, yeah, I guess really the reason why the JBA was born was because LeVar just needed somewhere to have Melo play. Right. Because he didn't have good relationships with the high school coaches. He didn't have good relationships with the Lithuanian team, the pro-Lithuanian team. And so, like, he, Melo wasn't able to go to college yet. He's still in high school. So he didn't want to send him back to high school. He was like, you know what? Let's keep you uh, homeschooled, and we'll just start this league. And, like, we'll just, you know, make some moves in the sports space. And um, in the middle of the JBA International Tour... Which was, you know, they were playing like the international teams, um, pretty, pretty, pretty big teams, and they're right. doing pretty well too. Uh, Melo decided he wanted to go back to high school, so that's why he went back to Spire, Spire Academy. Yeah, how was that situation for him? Do you know how that went? The transition. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Lavar wasn't really. So that, that was before the JBA, right? So it was the JBA, like season in America yeah the US like all the states no but he went to Spire after the JBA right it was still during the JBA but not the first season it was the international tour cause that's kinda that's crazy cause JBA was considered a professional league and then you could go back to high school I don't maybe there's no rule so high school is alright but now the issue is he can't really go to college like get drapped by right. a college team because yeah. 
um, I guess he has he's made money professionally through very, the whole thing is very great. Melo also has his own shoe brand, like his own shoe. Yeah, that's crazy. But so, it, but nobody hired him. He created it his own. You know, so that's a little different too. Well, I mean, honestly, like you can't be an entrepreneur and a college basketball player. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know the rules. Yeah. So basically. Uh, It'll be dumb for I think it'll be dumb for a college not to want to pick him up. He's kind of like the next Zion, like in the like hype. You know Zion. Had and hype wise, for the kids, like yeah. content, like what kids like to see. Yeah, yeah. They'll I'm sell not sure if he's the level of player Zion is, but yeah, I can see no, what you're no, saying. No, no, not like that. Not, yeah, 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 definitely not talking about that. It's yeah, like hype. Of course, of course. It's almost like it's like the current version of reality TV stars, like how it. Just yeah. through social media. That's social how, media stars. That's how Melo is. Yeah, like Melo might be, for the kids, Melo's bigger than Lonzo, right? Am I correct? For the kids? Like, for, I'm saying probably for the demographic of like 13 to 21, they're following Melo. I honestly, I honestly don't know. Because yeah. like Lonzo has a ton of hype too, with the kids too specifically. Like, yeah, the, the thing is though, once you're in the league, it's a little different than, your imagination runs wild. Like, what's he going to do when he's in the league? When we see somebody in the league already and they're not super you know like a featured player yeah. I think they lose a little bit of that like hype you know Yeah, they he is all, a good player though hype. I like Lonzo's game yeah like so Lonzo speaking about that hype he so when, during the JBA season we'll, we did pop up shops like before the game Yeah. and Lonzo will post on his Instagram like a day before she's like hey guys I'm having this pop up shop in Atlanta at this uh, Soul Play sneaker store come on out and like in a day, not even 24 hours in advance, and the people would just be lined up down the block. Like kids, like really like all ages, but like mostly like, you know, millennials, younger people. And yeah, so so that's why when you said like Melo versus Lonzo and that hype. I think it's pretty close. To me, it, it leaned towards Lonzo because, you know, he's in the league and then he also... Well, the time you were at G JBA was, how long ago was that? That was last year, last summer. So That was before his second year, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. I think it was the second So, I th I th it's a year later, though. Things are a little different. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, so you're here. You're in the mix. Let's let's give some value to the young followers. Because a lot of young creators hit me up, and a lot of young hoopers hit me up. You know, a lot of them want to grow a social media following, you know? Mm -hmm. What do you feel like you learned from here about growing a following on social media? Sure. So, growing on social, the best way, really, is just to find something that you have a passion for and making good content around that. And then the wrong approach of it is trying to grow social media just to monetize it. Yeah. Because that could be sensed in a, that like your audience could sense that. Like, right. oh, this guy's like literally just trying to grow just to like make money. But if you genuinely have a passion for what you do, like the growth will come and then the monetizing will come throughout that too. Yeah. Really all that. And then um, the organic, um, like on the organic part of it, you know, you definitely have to be using like all the hashtags you can and then like breaking down the hashtags. Um, Instagram allows 30 hashtags. And so part of it has to be like the big popular hashtag. So for you example, when you post, you put hashtag basketball, I'm sure, hashtag NBA. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. basketball has probably like 40 million posts. So when you post a, a, a something on the gram with hashtag basketball, what that does is gonna be, the people who go on basketball is gonna have people seeing that and engaging with that. But then it's gonna be gone because it's gonna be like your post, brrr, and then a bunch of other posts coming up with hashtag basketball. 
So you have to have the it's lost in the sauce almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. And so if you go on hashtag basketball, if you go on recent, you know you can engage on that. But if you go on top, that's where like the like the good content's gonna come because out of just the like the um, quality of content, the top ones are gonna be you know good content. So when you're like up and coming, you want to use those big hashtags, but you also want to use the smaller hashtags. So more niche would be like sports podcast. Like there's probably like 36K. And so when right. you use the smaller ones, yeah. you get to put your post under a hashtag that now you have a better chance of getting featured on the top, which now you could have better momentum to get featured in more um, engagement and stuff. So, so yeah, and then um, location is always a must, you know, people go on the geographic location you got to be using the location for no matter what got to be tagging that like users you can like so when you post do you post do you tag people in them? not all the time sometimes when i have a guest and sometimes when i you know it sometimes is, is something funny that i want yeah. certain people to so, see so right now for example you're wearing nike i'm yes, wearing sir. big baller brand right uh nba right here how much was that t-shirt 400 <laughs> free i <worked> <laughs> Is my work uniform. <laughs> I got you. So I'm just saying, I went for the consumer because they were selling, they had some no, crazy yeah. prices. Yeah, it's pretty pricey. <laughs> but they were trying to be like the Gucci and like Louis Vuitton oh, and like sports space. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so for example, you're using Nike, right? You could tag Nike, Nike basketball, big baller brand, tag it in the bottom corner. And that puts of the post. And that you. puts your post on all of their pages too. If, well, so people go on Nike basketball. They look at the tags. Your post is right there because you just tagged them in it. And so so I, I would recommend that only if it's relevant. You know, don't just spam that. So since so since this is relevant, I'm wearing a big baller brand, you could tag them. Or, you know, yeah. wearing basketball so gear, you could yeah. tag them. Or you got some combo socks. So exactly. You got to tag, tag them, man. <laughs> but look, so, you know, I know you work with Gary. And Gary obviously has a lot of guys um, creating content for him. A lot of creators don't have that, you know. So, do you feel like for a creator, for a young creator that you know doesn't have a budget, doesn't have Vayner Media behind them, and guys like great guys like you creating content for them, should they focus on one or two, or should they try and put out stuff on every social site? Yeah, so definitely have your focus, which is depends on your niche. So right. for like you and I, probably most people it's going to be Instagram. For me, it's the app. I mean, I guess podcast is not a social media, but I'm really number one, my podcast. And then number two, I would say is Instagram. And then I got Twitter so people could retweet and stuff. But well, you post the podcast and I don't even know how do you grow it just on the podcast? Like you have to plug your Instagram to the podcast or plug your, plug your podcast to your Instagram. Yeah. Distribute your podcast on everything on all of the platforms. Right. And then the focus though was probably gonna be Instagram. So right, right, yeah. that's where, you know, you take the most time to curate, you know, make the captions long. Uh, kind of just explain what, what, what went on because what happens with the long captions is, you, so you're scrolling on Instagram, right? This is how you do it. You go like this, boom, 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 boom. And then you find one that has a more that says more. So you hit yeah. the more. That tells Instagram, okay, someone just hit the more on this post. Really? Then, yes. That's and, interesting. And then when you read it, so say someone takes the time to read it. It tells Instagram's algorithm that this post is worth reading and that means this post is qualified for like good content so that post is going to be sent to more people. If you go on my personal page right now, wow. all of my posts have pretty long captions and pretty good engagement. So yeah, so it's just the little things with that. But And then another thing too, you're saying not, not everyone has like VaynerMedia yeah. and not everyone has a cameraman following you right. around. 
if you want to like grow in that space, definitely have a camera for yourself. Film yourself. Bro, definitely. And yeah, then, I mean, and that's then, a must. I mean, yeah. you got to do what you can with what you have for exactly. sure. Exactly. And yeah. then if your content's good, the market gets to decide that. You know, you're making content right now. We're making content right now. The market gets to decide whether this podcast is good or not. You know, the feedback we get yeah. from the people gets to decide that. So if you grow in that space where you're filming yourself, eventually you could grow in that space where you could afford having someone filming you or you could afford having, you know, a cameraman. Right. right. You could afford, uh, it's just growth, dude. It's just like any other business. Like personal brand is like just like any other business. Yeah. So, you know, I've talked to people um, at Overtime and just my friends that are in social media and I always ask them what's next. Um, my guy Overtime, Larry, actually, he was talking about TikTok. He taught me about TikTok. Um, TikTok's dope. You know, even Gary always talks about Instagram will one day be MySpace or something like that. You know, like one day it won't, it won't be the thing anymore. Like, do you have an idea what you feel might be next? Um, so here's the thing. So all these, all these platforms, this is, this is the reason why is because Instagram's a business, okay? It needs to grow. And as they grow, the methods of how they grow is through advertising. So Instagram makes money because people pay to have their ads show up on our feed. 100%, yeah. So as the marketers get in the space of Instagram, eventually people are gonna be like, what the heck? Like Instagram isn't even like a place where I go to have fun. It's like a place where people just keep trying to sell me shit. But they gotta keep that balance, that's their job, Exactly, but that's the thing, if you keep that balance, you can't grow as much because Growing means you're taking more money from the people paying to get their ads on Instagram. I can't say it's gonna happen. Gary says it because it already happened. Like historically, it's kind of a safe bet to say, you know, Instagram might just do that. But that's the thing though. MySpace, you know, died. You know, Facebook. It's still here? It's still here. I think, well, don't more people have Facebook accounts and Instagram accounts still? I think so. Yeah, but they're not as active. Yeah, do you go on Facebook? Not too often. Do you go on Facebook? I, I post a pod on my on my sometimes. Because you have a pod, yeah. But yeah. if you didn't have a pod, yeah, probably not. Yeah. You go on Facebook? I mean, for like more like family oriented stuff, like yeah, not, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so he posts his combo socks on there sometimes. Right, how about this? How about this? So your guys' grandmas have Insta- or Facebook, right? Your grandma has Facebook? My mom has, my mom, your mom, my mom has, has Facebook? Facebook. Yeah, like my whole family thing has Facebook. Does your yeah. Does your grandma have Instagram? No. Does your grandma have Instagram? My grandma passed, unfortunately. Okay, does your mom have Instagram? Absolutely not. There you go. So yeah. it's the demographics. Really, as of now, there's no reason to like be cautious of it. You just gotta put your content out there. But the, the like positive and bright side of it is, is social media and Instagram is where the attention's at. You know, depending on your demographic for us, that's where the attention's at. So there's nothing you could do besides just put it out there and say someday Instagram dies, there's nothing really to worry about because the attention will still go somewhere. The attention right. is an Instagram, but somewhere, something, the attention's always going to be there, you know? And but don't you feel it's good to jump on something before it gets big? Like, isn't that yeah, so, so valuable? That, so that's in the sense of TikTok. So you, if I were, do you make TikTok content? I have an account and I haven't been posting. Bro, you should be posting up some basketball content and like... I should be. Let me tell you guys about TikTok. So... You guys know that song, Lil Nas, uh, Horses? Of course. What's it called? We talk, yeah, we talked about that on the pod. It's um, Old Town Road. Old Town Road. Okay, yeah. so that song was actually a meme on TikTok wow. before it came to like mainstream, like dope song. 
So it was actually like a song people were cringing at, like on TikTok. People would use that song, put it in their TikTok, and it would be like a funny, cringy meme. And right. like eventually, like after like it placed on, on uh, TikTok, like I said, the market spoke. And it was like, okay, this is cringy, but it's low-key kind of dope too. So it's now, different. It's so a little different. It's like dope. It's like a little different, but still cool. Like, well, yeah, yeah, it was like it was a song that was kind of like a pioneer, you know, because it was like hip hop and country, and it like hasn't really been done like at that scale before. So yeah, so TikTok was like the birth of that song in a sense. But did you guys have you was that the first time you guys heard that song? No. Old Town Road. Where was the first time you heard that song? Like, you know what's funny? I actually well, heard I heard it on a podcast. Them talking about it, and then I checked it out. Yeah. Joe Budden's podcast. Yeah, actually. I just heard, I just yeah. Heard club. Yeah, see? So yeah. before it was in a club, it was a cringy song on TikTok. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't even know what TikTok was until you guys just mentioned it right now. Oh, you don't know what it is? It's Musical.ly? like... It, you know what that is? Musical.ly? Musical.ly, yeah. The, the definition of it? Or? No, it's an app. It was an app called Musical.ly. Now it's TikTok. Can we get podcasts on there? I don't know. I don't so, think so. So explain TikTok real quick. So so you guys don't know what Musical.ly is? Nah. Okay, so it's pretty much like, like modern day Vine. But like longer and Vine, people got killed on Vine. By the way, like people lost their whole following, and then they kind of got. Well, yeah, Vine doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, but there were some people that weren't on different platforms. Like they were just made their following right on Vine, and then that's it. And then it was over for them. And then they had to like recreate, and it was kind of tough. Like so, when Vine was dying, the smart ones spread their content out. So like Lele Pons, you know that is. No. No? Okay, she's a, she's a huge Viner. Like, pretty much all the Viners you know, if they still are around, like Logan Paul and Jake Paul. You guys know who that is, right? Nah. You know who Jake Paul is? Nah. Logan Paul? So, so these guys were on Vine, and now they freaking, like, have millions of subs on, on YouTube. Like, talking like 10 million, like 50 million. No, I don't know. I got, I got to follow. I'll follow on IG. Yeah, yeah. I, you got you to gotta give me some new people to follow. I need some new content on my feed, man. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I don't know anything, bro. You just named three people. Like, I'm in combos core world. Just, uh, <laughs> no, in the yeah, gym. that's cool. You guys staying in that lane. Yeah, exactly. But, but uh, yeah. No, so, but you could always learn from stuff you don't know. You know what's yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these guys, they were on Vine. They made it big on Vine. And then they spread their content out because Instagram started introducing uh, videos. And like Instagram started introducing, you know, stories and all that. Stories killed um, Snapchat, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was actually, you guys know Dave East? Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, oh yeah, yeah. You guys were there. We were just at he the event. He was just talking about how yeah. once Instagram introduced stories, he didn't even. He and that's pretty much everybody. Snapchat. I actually never had a Snapchat, but yeah, oh, I guess real? yeah, but I guess people weren't on it after yeah. that, right? Once Instagram stories came out, like, I mean, I still touch both. I still touch both. Yeah. Speaking of you, man, I told you that YouTube. Uh, video came across of the dude Babin that was working here and then he yeah. knew it was that time Tyler Babin yep. yeah it was, he knew it was that time to leave like looking forward how do you, what do you feel like the next move is for you like is this something you want to is this a place you want to be at forever or you kind of want to move on from here and do your own thing so what happened with Babin was this so he was working with Gary right doing right. content right. creative and then this opportunity came up and so he decided to apply what the opportunity was was with Adobe so Adobe so his job right now is to a whole year to make videos and Adobe Creative is paying him the whole year and funding all his like vlogs pretty much. That's his job. So like that's kind of like a dope ass job to get. And so that's pro- why he left. Um, as of me, I I still new here, dude. So I low key love it. To How be long honest. you been here? Like a month. You seem to know a lot already. Like, did you know that? Did you know a lot of this information before you got here, or you learned a lot of this? What we're speaking about here. 
Yeah, it's more just like I consumed Gary's content like crazy. I, I consume a lot of like personal development, self-development. So when you're around him, are you like, I heard all this already? <laughs> yeah, well, he, he says it himself. He says the same And it's true. Like, yeah. it's kind of like, like, so I was just in here. Uh, he was on the live stream. He actually, it was really cool. He actually like paid this dude a thousand bucks to like move to LA because like he was in like a very shitty household. He had an opportunity to live in LA. So he was like, I'll Venmo you a thousand dollars right now to go like move to LA. And he was like, I'll do it. So yeah, when I was here, uh, being around him in person, it's kind of like, it's really, it's a blessing because now I'm like getting paid to, to be around him instead of like just listening to myself. Yeah. 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 Thanks for being here, man. You're always welcome back on the show. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. There it is. Episode 68 is in the books. Big shouts to Josh for joining in. We appreciate you. If you listen to this episode in its entirety, leave the keyword empathy right in the comment section of your Apple Podcast app. That's right. That's E-M-P-A-T-H-Y. Leave a five-star rating as well. Be on the lookout for episode 69. Enjoy your weekend. Combo out.